I'm nervous. I don't know if I can look at that. No, no, no. But I'm just looking at Yeah. Yeah, we'll just play again. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode three of uh, From the Start Up. Really exciting. We'll let Tom introduce himself in a second. Um, but this is this is one for the six of you that probably listened to the first episode. You'll know who Tom is. Uh, we're going to be talking to him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so really excited about this one. Uh, if you want to, well, we obviously know his name, Tom, by now. Yeah, it's Tom. Said it about seven times. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, just tell it's us. sponsored by Tom. Man. It's sponsored it's by, Tom, sponsored man. by Tom. Um, uh, you are what you do. Uh, so my name is Tom. I'm the farm shop manager at Greendale Farm Shop. Uh, I've done been in position for about 15, 16 months now. Uh, have been working with Don and Amy for about four, five. Like when the first conversation was, I think it was ten now, end of October. Okay, yeah, yes, that's about. However, I'm not. I was trying to work out where I was. Take my socks off. So I, I was trying to work toes. out where I was really out. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah, met you guys back then and then kind of from initial conversation to now, about four or five months. But yeah. it's kind of progressed really quickly. It has, yeah. So this is this is a conversation that we've been really excited about because uh, as we said in the first episode, you know, it's, it's cool being a producer and it's cool getting your stuff out there, but it's also really terrifying like trying to approach people, mm. you obviously should have confidence in what you do, but especially when it comes out like that retail elements, quite scary at times. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think if for the next, however long we have this conversation for, if we can just talk about all the things that us producers need to know really in, in terms of, you know, how, how does this work really from a retail standpoint? What do you look at? You know? Um, so I think, one thing that I did notice, and I think Amy mentioned it as well quite early on, but you never know really if you're like ready to go mm. and knock on the door. And, and you've obviously got, you know, Greendale's essentially the Ferraris of farm shops, <laughs> uh, yeah. in, in our opinion. And, and uh, yeah, so, <laughs> again, not sponsored by Greendale. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Chuck that one out there. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so, you know, we were really sort of unsure. How do we do this? Like, do you... Firstly, how do you how do you approach a farm shop where there's twenty or thirty employees? You know, who do you look for? Do you just show up with a with a bow like this is my thing? You just put it in your mouth real quick and tell me what you think. That's weird, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> That's a weird way to do it. That's got to stay in the edit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, from your from your point of view, as a as a small producer, if you feel like okay, cool, my product's ready. Um, and I want to go and approach X, Y, and Z. What's the best way to do it? Do you think? Um, I think it's it's going to depend on who the person is that's maybe running the farm shop or yeah. running whatever business you're approaching. Um, but for me, at Greendale, we are so passionate about supporting local businesses. Yeah. Whether that, and we understand that that's going to be really challenging. So. It's kind of however that person feels comfortable. Yeah. And what I love about Devon and, and Exeter, and particularly in the wider bits, I suppose Devon is the best example, is I first heard about Inyama through a friend of mine. Oh, who was, Sam. Who, yeah. Sam, who <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah. this biltong yeah. is amazing. Yeah. You, you, sh- you should stock it. Like, you should stock it. This is, this is it. And it kind of went, went from there. And it's, 
it's it's word of mouth and that, that's ama- that's amazing um now's probably a good time to mention that we gave him a couple of bags extra to go and talk to you about it did you <laughs> no no but he did he, say he's, i mean he was, would have definitely done it for like one bag of built i'm sure he would have yeah it was uh yeah i, I remember delivering to his house and, and he was like oh my friend tom works in greendale and, we, and it was weird it was like a weird coincidence because timing wise i think we had already reached out to yeah, you guys there was already have. something in the works i think and so it was, it was quite a funny coincidence yeah. but yeah the word of mouth yeah i think there's so many ways like we have people who just come into the farm shop and say can i talk to you and at times you know unfortunately the answer is no we're running a shop that's really we're really busy but yeah. we always make a commitment that we'll be like yeah we'll meet with you yeah. or we'll talk to you and you know we have so many platforms of uh, Facebook. Instagram, LinkedIn, yeah. our emails. So for us, it's kind of we want to convey that we're open for a conversation at any point mm. with anyone, really, if it fits our like our criteria. Like we obviously really want to support local. Yeah. We really want to support small and, and help to watch them grow um, because that's what we're passionate about. And that's what Greendale started as. The Greendale Farm Shop was on the side of the road yeah. selling eggs. Oh really? So, yeah, yeah. It wow. started as side of the road selling eggs and has grown to be what it is now. Yeah. Um, and I'm though I've only been part of that journey for such a small time period. When I'm talking to local producers or anyone, I think, well, I'm working in a shop. Yeah. That started as small yeah. as what this person is talking to me about. Um, so to have a conversation with someone about their their product they're really passionate about it. We want to give them the time of day to be able to talk to us about it. Yeah. Um, so I think we spoke on Instagram. Yeah. I think that was probably um, the first. We've had a couple of people who uh, come to us through Facebook, through LinkedIn, like we've just started a LinkedIn page. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing. And, you know, we do get people who, word of mouth, who they'll come into the shop and they'll be like, my friend yeah. runs this business and I think it's really cool and you should check it out. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to think off the top of my head now with like, um, we've got uh, a lady called Hopefield Paints who does cards um, and she messages off the back of, um, through, just through social media, yeah. off the back of it. Um, we've had a couple of brands who customers have suggested on our Facebook page uh-huh. and said, have you heard about this? Yeah. You should check it out. Um so any channel really because yeah. it's, it's nice because and that's the the kind of the community feel that we really enjoy yeah. and why we set up things like you mentioned in your other podcast like 30 under 30 yeah um yeah, which is a great initiative by the way yeah Jemima's, uh, as, from our point of view as a, as a small producer being included in something like that you know getting that sort of exposure you know that's that's really yeah. really cool we, we we hope that the brands find it as um that they as a as a really good platform mm. and that they we build on it yeah. as well so it's not just a case of oh we're going to do 30 under 30 for one year and then we're going to park it yeah. it's actually right what's the next 30 brands or how can we do something yeah. different or you know unique with whether they're coming in and doing tasters or cooking yeah. something or, or creating something you know for us for that for that time period that they're promoted and you know it gives us a lot of joy when we can do that yeah. and see that grow or see their followers grow yeah. or be able to tell a small producer oh you've sold x amount of units this week that's amazing yeah um and we see the you know the happiness it brings them but it also does that for us as well um 
Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a really cool platform. And I think, you know, obviously Greendale is sort of unique in the sense, in, in Devon at least, that it's obviously a big platform because you've got a massive shop. You've also got a, an online shop and, and you sell nationally. And so, you know, being included in something like that for a small producer, especially starting out, I mean, where we were before we, we started selling in Greendale was, I think there were three other like local farm shops and all great, obviously like, you know, but, but the footfall in a place like, you know, a small little farm shop, like you said, on the side of the road versus Greendale is, is two completely different things. And so one to be included in, in initiatives like that is, is amazing. And there's so much exposure and we've had so many people contact us because of going into the shop. Um, an interesting example actually was we were just applying yesterday i think it was for the for the source uh trade show oh, so yeah. there was obviously the exeter one but they yeah. do like a road show that goes oh, to bristol yes and we had missed the exeter one and so i was like oh cool let's try the bristol one so i i applied and i got a call back from the guy like a couple minutes later he's like this is really weird but this morning one of the guys was busy like he builds the stands for the source in exeter yeah yeah and he had gone into Greendale, bought some belt on, and he was like, you need to phone this company and see if they want to come and do the show. Oh, see, that's amazing. But it was, you know, it's because uh, it's, we, you know, it's right across the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, things. you know, that's the kind of opportunities that you miss if you aren't involved in, in slightly bigger platforms like that. So it's been amazing for us like from a producer point of view. It's it's been it's been great, and we we ranted on for quite a couple of minutes in the first yeah, episode. Yeah, I know. About I couldn't <laughs> get out of my car when I was listening. I know. Yeah, I'm sure you enjoyed that I, one. I just like joking aside it's lovely that we that we can make you guys feel that way yeah because it kind of means that we're doing our job right as well yeah i think you know when we had the conversation uh in the in the cafe back in october yeah. i think we were just very honest yeah. and it was lovely because i think i think we had the conversation and we said to you guys go away and have a think because we were saying look could yeah. you make I think it's our first conversation yeah. and we were like, well, look, if we're going to do this, yeah. can you make our own biltong? Yeah. Can you use our meat? Yeah. And you were like, okay, let's go away. And then yeah. we obviously had a conversation. I don't know how open you want to be, but obviously very open. Yeah. selling, buying meat from where you were previously buying meat yeah. was a, it was cheaper to buy it through us. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And for, for me to be able to have that relationship and to be able to go to my butcher's counter yeah. and say, can you just come and talk to these producers? Yeah. They're just starting up. I don't know anything about the meat that they're using. You're yeah. the expert. I think I brought Stuart along and said, yeah, yeah, Stuart, yeah. just talk to, talk to them yeah. and get an idea. And him being able to open up, you know, to kind of say to you, well, actually we can do that. Yeah. And we can do good quality meat from our farm. Yeah. And it's going to cost you less to, yeah. to use. Yeah. That was big. And yeah. that's the sort of stuff, which, makes um gives us that little bit of joy to be able to go yeah. oh well we're helping out in more ways than just buying your stock yeah you know we're trying to help with costs or we're trying to you know we can use our brand as a platform as well yeah. um so i suppose what i'm trying to say is that you know not so going way back to your question of what you know get in touch like yeah you know, just just try and get in touch because yeah. there are more ways that we can help them just are oh, we're going to buy your product like we yeah. like to see ourselves as going you know let's have a relationship together and work on some cool stuff do yeah. some different bits and kind of make it a 
a unique relationship where you can use us yeah um to help support you in in different ways than just um i was speaking to someone the other day i was like it's not just a transactional relationship exactly like it doesn't just have to be hey i'd like this stock yeah i'll deliver it see you later have a good day yeah it's kind of having that conversation you know we are still uh, a farm we're just a farm shop in devon yeah but we want to use our 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 sort of standing for good whether that's in the community with extra food action or whether that's with brands like yourself um doing some different stuff well i mean so part of the point of this this podcast and not this episode particularly but but the whole series or the whole however long this goes Lord only knows how long that's going to be, oh, but it's keep going. yeah, it has to. Um, until we speak to Jeff Bezos, be <laughs> is, that, is, that the, is that the <laughs> pinnacle? pinnacle yeah. We speak to Jeff, but but the point was when when Amy and I spoke about starting this, it was we were trying to figure out so many different variables, and and I think we were quite lucky because I've got a skill set and she's really good at her marketing stuff, and and so there was a lot of things that we brought as a as a team yeah, you know, to, in terms of our product, but for the most part, a lot of people go at at producing a new product or, or whatever alone and yeah. there's so many things you're like i've got no fucking clue what i'm doing right now and one thing that we noticed really early on and i think we we said it to you like after that first meeting like you spoiled farm shops for us in the sense that everywhere <laughs> we've gone since then we've been like they don't treat us like greendale do kind of thing you know and it and it's it's great obviously it's, it's great to know that that level is out there um but but that was really interesting for us was the fact that you've obviously you've got Jemima and marketing that you know from day one has just been really good at communicating and going cool I need this if I can help with this whatever um, and you with in terms of controlling stock and helping us manage you know when to reorder when to you know where to send invoices there were so many things that we had to figure out from a from a producer's point of view um, trying to figure out like how do you sell to a retail business. Mm that you guys really made easy for us. And I think that's why this conversation is so important. And the truth is not all farm shops are going to do that. Not Absolutely. all retail places are going yeah. to do that. Um, but, but I think that's, you know, that's what I, I want to get to in this conversation is there are, there are certainly uh, certain things that you can go into a meeting with, you know, like when we showed up initially, I think we had one box of samples and we genuinely, we thought it was going to be like, we'll leave it. You guys will taste it. And we'll, you know, we'll get an email at some point and it'll be like, oh, we'll let you know kind of thing. You tore open a pack right there and I was like breaking it because like, oh, if you think this is shit, this is going to be a tough meeting. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I would be able to tell a South African that the yeah. biltong they produced isn't good. <laughs> it would be, I, would, yeah. I don't think I'd ever do that. It would be funny. It would have been a funny conversation to be fair, but... <laughs> But you just asking me, what do you know about Biltong? Like, oh, nothing. <laughs> but this is shit. <laughs> nothing, but I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so so that that was quite interesting for us was the fact that, like you said, I, I think it needs to be an open, con- a very honest conversation um, and honest feedback. And I, and I don't know, again, uh, I'm going to ask you the question and you'll, you'll probably give me an answer from your point of view, but there's a whole industry, a whole retail industry that might not work in the same way, but you know we can't speak for them at this point, I suppose. Yeah. But um, how important do you think it is that honest conversation? Because I think it's very easy to to go into a meeting and not get honest feedback, and then as a producer, be like, was it the product? Was it the way that I presented myself? Was it my pricing? Um, you know, 
do you think there's a role to play in, in retail shops, you know, really sitting down and, and feeding that information back? Yeah, I think I think so. Um, I think when we had the conversation, and again, I, I can only say it from my point of view yeah. and, and how I want how I want to operate and how I want my team to operate and how I think it's the right way to go about doing things is that we kind of said, look, this is our, this is, you kind of said to us, this is what we want to sell it to you for. Yeah. And we were like, oh, well, okay, well, if we, if you use our meat, can we do something with that? Or, yeah. um, you know, when we have conversations with suppliers, we want to have conversations about, okay, well, this is kind of the, the feedback we think about the product. This is what we think about location in yeah. terms of when you come into the shop. This is what we want to do. This is how we want to market it. Um, this is how we're going to push it. This is when we're going to push it. Um, this is what we can do. Um, is that kind of is that what you were expecting? Yeah. No. Yes. Okay. Well, what 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 were you expecting that was different? Yeah. What don't you like about this? What were you expecting? And having those discussions early. And realizing yeah. that it's if the relationship is going to work long term, yeah. start with a good foundation yeah. of a conversation of, well, this is what we want. Yeah. This is what how we want to do it. How do you want to do it? Does that stand with who you are as a business? Yeah. Because we're never gonna we're never gonna veer away from what we think is the right thing to do or, or what we think is good business yeah. or where we're at with our um responsibility as a business yeah um so we then say you know what's, what is that with your values is this yeah. how you think this is going to work is this yeah. what you wanted etc i think to be honest though it's i think it's really really difficult um <laughs> i think it's if, if i'm honest i think it's really difficult as a as a very new producer very sort of you know brands not really that established to, to sit down with a company like Greendale and go, you know, this is this is what we want to sell it for. And it's almost like a take it or leave it because you're so desperate. It's probably not the right word. But yeah, in a sense, you, are, you, you really want to get your product out there. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, you know, from our point of view, and again, it's probably not the best example because I think the relationship's gone really well from day one. And it's always, it's always been really yeah. good. So I can't really refer to, uh, to a bad example that, that you know between us uh, in terms no, of a business we, partnership but we yeah. always say to people i think we even said to you guys like go away and then come back yeah go away like <laughs> no, we never did that <laughs> leave the built on yeah um we kind of said you know you guys go and have a talk yeah because that's really important you know we're not going to put pressure on somebody we're not that's not what we're about yeah um, it's not what what i'm about or my team or anyone um we want people to want to come and 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 sell their products to us. Yeah, and we want passionate local businesses to feel comfortable. Yeah. you know, you were saying there about how it must be, and I, you know, it must be really daunting to write that email or walk yeah. into that shop. So we want people to feel as comfortable as possible. Yeah, and if that means that we have to say to somebody, you know, okay, we've given our feedback. Yeah, you want to go and have a think about it. We, we can always come back, and you know. That mean that might not mean that um, the we start straight away. Yeah. Um, it might be that it's a two week, three week, yeah, four week process. Yeah. But then when we get it right, it is right and it's in the shop and it's done really well yeah. and it's executed really well. Yeah. 
and it's it's put in the shop or online in a way that is supportive for Greendale, supportive for the local producer, and most importantly, good for the customer. So when they come in, they see local, unique yeah. products that they can't get anywhere else. Um, I think, you know, the truth is that not all brands are going to be ready to, to, to get into to get into that space. And, and, you know, again, there's a big difference between a, a small farm shop that has, you know, 50 people a day and a big farm shop that has a few thousand that come through the door every day. Massive difference there. Um, in terms of their, I suppose, their, uh, you know, capacity to go, yeah, cool, we'll take your product on and try it. But... I said, yeah, the, the truth is, because we've had some no's and we don't always understand, you know, which is why I asked you about the feedback thing. But but what do you what do you suggest to people to, to producers that come to you that go, I think you should stock my product. And as a team or, or as a manager, you sit down and go, That's not gonna work right now and you give that feedback to them saying, Listen, maybe not right now. What do you say to them? What do you recommend really? Uh, what what do we do then? you know as a producer i suppose that's kind of down to the producer is it that is it that the feedback you know i'm one person yeah and you know if you're hearing the same feedback if if someone was telling me the same feedback if i heard it from 12 different people yeah maybe i'm using 12 that's a random number yeah take action yeah but if it's one person then it might not be to their taste or yeah. um it might not be to to, like on brand with what they're after yeah. um i wouldn't want to say to give a someone who's so passionate about their product yeah who probably knows it a hundred times better than i do yeah um whether like if it was you if i didn't like the biltong i probably wouldn't give you advice about biltong yeah maybe i would tell you why i didn't like it yeah but i then wouldn't give advice about that and again it goes back to that honesty if i look at if I look at, okay, so with um, hope-filled paints, like the cars I was speaking about, yeah, yeah. came in in October and it was like, it's not right right now. Like, we've got our Christmas card assortment, yeah. but let's do something in Valentine's Day. Yeah. Let's start the relationship at a time where it's going to be, it's going to work for you mm. and it's going to work for me. Yeah. So we just said, look, we're, we're absolutely on board with this, but not right now. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I suppose forcing but, a product at, at the wrong time is is probably going to be detrimental to to that yeah, producer as well. A hundred percent. We you know we're we're also chatting to a a local sunglasses company, and we're like this. We don't think this might work in the shop. Yeah. But actually, we do pop up shops. This would be really cool to have you along, and we will help advertise. Yeah. Uh, like that, it's a pop up shop for a short period of time available at Greendale here you go and we'll see how it goes yeah um so it goes it always goes back to that kind of honesty you know there are some products that you you might personally not like yeah but it's our responsibility to kind of think well is that because i don't like the product yeah because that kind of is a byproduct that makes sense like yeah there will be people who do not like built on uh, yeah yeah but, like lord knows why but, yeah why they don't <laughs> they're like out there. Yeah. um but there'll be people that don't like certain types of chocolate or certain yeah. types of beer etc but you have to think is that going to work it's our responsibility to think is that going to work in the shop 
Yeah. Is that going to work to my customer? Is it on brand with who we are as a business? Um, because, okay, there'll be people who work for Greendale so that are in the farm shop that will not like Biltong. Yeah. But if I gave them some Biltong and I just went off those, well, then that means I wouldn't sell your Biltong. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. kind of a balance of you've got to have that opportunity that that feedback has to be worth delivering that feedback. Yeah. Um, because if I didn't like Biltong, then I'd go to other people who did and say, is this good Biltong? Yeah, I was, I was actually just about to ask that, you know, because I think we've had situations, and again, this is from a personal point of view, we've had situations where we've, we've sent samples away and we'd get that no. And then we don't get the feedback along with it. And so then you're in this position where, again, we, you know, Amy and I are very confident about the product that we make and we stand by it, obviously. But when you get the, when you, when you get the you know, sort of no response to your email, plus there's no feedback, there's just no reason for it. You start to wonder, is it, you know, all, all those things like, what should I have done differently? Um, and sometimes what I've noticed, I think Amy's mentioned this in a, in a different episode, but if, you know, for you guys as a team, you obviously had product straight away and it would have been very easy for you to go, oh, I shouldn't have done that because, you know, if you didn't like it, it would have been a, a, a awkward conversation, but to, to go away and then give it to the rest of the team and, yeah, then, was, get, and then get, you know, 10 people's feedback or five people's oh, feedback. There's no was. way that you could give me Biltong and then me not, well, like, we were lucky on that me not share it out. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, that, that, Sounds, it sounds really silly. Well, it's not silly. But that was the first thing we did. I think me Rich, me and Richard sat down yeah. with you. Yeah. And then we go up to the office, walk around the shop. Yeah. Try something built on. Try something yeah. built on. Some people go, oh, I don't like built on. Yeah. Cool. Or they'll do any other product. Yeah. I don't like that. Do you, if if you go to someone, especially in your shop, and they don't like the built on, do you straight away give them like a verbal warning or a <laughs> warning or something? Like, surely there has to be some sort of repercussion for that kind of that kind of action what do you mean not like built up yeah. it can't be there's not many waiting to happen there's not many there's not many fair enough um, but we'll you know any product we're kind of we'll try this what do you think yeah you know you can't you can't get a product in based on one person yeah I I keep saying it but if I, if I don't like built on why am I making a judgment yeah at the end of the day it's my responsibility as the manager to make the call of whether this will work or not but i'm going to do that off of evidence of 30 people have tried this built on yeah 28 of them liked it yeah that's a pretty good yeah like maybe i'm wrong (laughs) maybe i'm wrong maybe this built on is good um and you know we we were able to that's that's how we want to operate with anything someone comes in what do you think not just one person what do you you know yeah I think this. Well, actually, let's get an understanding of various different people yeah. to see whether they like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose that, to me, that seems like the right way to do it, just purely because, like you said, it's very unbiased that way. Um, okay. Well, fair enough. I, you know, something that we struggled with loads in the beginning as well was like figuring out pricing. And that's obviously going to vary based on the product that you make, the time that goes into it. For us, obviously, because it's a fairly simple product, to be fair. Meat and spices, brilliant. <laughs> Two of my favorite things, really. Um, but you know, pricing products for retail is obviously different than pricing it for direct to consumer sales, because you've got to factor in two people's markup, and you've got to make some money on it. And mm-hmm. yes, it's going to be less. And, and I think that's 
I've noticed that there's a reluctance for producers to like kind of accept the fact that if you sell to retail, you aren't going to make as much money as when you sell it on your website because yeah. there's now a middleman. The benefits of the middleman is the exposure and, you know, it's, we don't have to dig into that too much because it's obvious. But, you know, in terms of having that pricing conversation, how how does that happen? Like from from your point of view, do you look? Do you have a markup that you look? And I know that's probably going to vary across yeah. products, but you've got an idea in your head of how much money you need to make, I guess. And, and yeah, definitely, yeah. absolutely, um, silly not to. Um, but again, yes, yeah, business we, offshore, isn't it? Pardon? It's a business offshore. Yeah, <laughs> it's a business. That's yeah. what we want to do. Um, but you know, we we go back. I mean, I'm going to go back to the conversation that we had. Is that it's that honest conversation? Yeah. Simply, this is it. What like let's let's have a conversation about it. Have yeah. a conversation about it. You guys go away and talk because we were, you know we were talking about you using our meat. We we're talking yeah. about an own brand product which you guys have never done before. Yeah. Um. So we're like, well, this isn't a case of we want you to make a decision right now. Yeah. Or we don't want to make a decision right now. You guys go away, talk about it, and then come back to us. Yeah. Um. And I. We don't want to do anything with any supplier where the supplier feels like we're being underhanded. Yeah, we just yeah. want to be upfront and open and honest about it. Yeah, um, and have relationships with suppliers that last a long time. Yeah, and you're not going to do that, like I said, if you don't start on a foundation of right. Okay. Yeah, that's what's your price because we'll always ask. We'll we'll never say. You know, we we want to know what your guys' price is. Yeah, because that's important. You yeah. you put the work into the product. You guys are the ones that um, create the product. You put the work into it. Yeah. Um, and you know what goes into it. Yeah. Um, and then once we know that, then we can go from there. Yeah, I think you know from a producer's point of view, it's it's quite easy to feel sort of done in when again when you're new to going into that retail space. Now suddenly you're making you're having to sell a lot more products to make the same amount of money so there's <coughs> that um but i think you know it's it's very easy to not really do your homework and not understand markups and that kind of stuff because the truth is i think a lot of people that produce a new product or start a new service you might know your product really well and this is the case for amy and i we don't know shit about business for the most part like we know enough to get by but you know the intricacies of business is something which is you know the reason for this podcast i'm hoping to learn some stuff i guess but i think it's very easy to kind of feel done in because i've not looked at my product and gone okay cool this is exactly how much one unit's going to cost me yeah. to, to make if i sell it directly to you know billy bob down the street he's going to pay this much but if i sell it to tom first and he sells it um there's there's this whole supply chain and, and there's there's a lot to factor in so i think it is fairly easy to feel done in and i think it could spoil a relationship fairly quickly if you leave well, going, now just i now got that you didn't feel done in did you not not even a little bit i think again it's so difficult to have this kind con- you almost want to have a, a conversation with somebody that you had a shit start with so you can yeah, actually highlight all the flaws because i think again that's why we said we felt really like you've spoiled farm shelves for us because from day one, it's, it seemed like it was done right, and the, the process went really smoothly. And we had the chat with with Stuart about the meat, and everything kind of lined up. And and the the own brand stuff was, you know, like you said, we hadn't done it before, and so it was like, okay, well, how do we do this? Genuinely, 
the conversation that Amy and I had, like we sat down in the car after the meeting, we sat in the parking area for about five minutes, just looking at it. Like, did this really just happen? Like, is it, <laughs> um, you know, like head banging. The Meanwhile, car I'm just going and giving people bills. Yeah, out. pretty much. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, I don't know. I don't know how we came across in that meeting. To me, I felt fairly confident, <laughs> but the truth is I left going, I don't know if I said any of the right things right now. Um, um, again, it's it's really difficult because I can only say it from my point of view yeah, and from yeah. what we're like, but we're really interested in who you are. Yeah. So I, I remember you guys were talking about, you know, that you'd tried some biltong. And you were just yeah. sick of Biltong that was that was shit. Full, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go full of preservatives. Yeah. Um, and you were like, "Well, let's give it a try." And that you know you were based ten minutes down the road, and yeah. you know uh, that you guys were starting it up, and this is how it joined. And then you know me listening to your first episode where you were saying, "Oh, well, the first sale was on Facebook when we went on not on Amazon yeah. and did the yeah. posts and stuff." That's really interesting. Yeah. So I know, and I would never expect, you know, and I'm not perfect. So someone sat in front of me, I, I, there'll be people who walk away from a meeting from me and they're like, is that guy? Yeah. Um, but I, I want them to walk away and feel comfortable when I want them to walk, walk away and feel that they got someone who was being honest. Yeah. So when you're in those meetings and what I'm interested in is like, how did the product come about? Yeah. What are you guys about? Like, What's the story? Yeah. I remember having that conversation with you. Like, what what is the story about behind this build time? Yeah. Because in a major supermarket, you don't get that story. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, you can have some advertising. Yeah. Um, but what was really exciting for me with you guys was to be like, okay, so we could we could come down and take some photos of it being produced. We could have you at taster evenings. Yeah. Like people can talk to you and yeah. understand who you are. And that is really, really important. Um, and yeah, okay, there were some things we were having conversations with you about where we were like, this is going to be a need, like barcodes. We, barcodes was one yeah. where you were like, we don't have barcodes. Yeah. And that's for us, yeah. if we're going to go through, a, like buy a lot of products, yeah. having a barcode saves somebody in my shop a lot of time. Sticking a yeah. barcode on yeah. every time. That's really helpful. Um, but, you know, when you're sat down, I don't, I didn't walk away thinking, oh, how polished was their pitch? Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not Peter Jones or, yeah. or you know, I'm not on Dragon's Den. Yeah. yeah we are. A, I've just been thinking about Dragon's Den. <laughs> yeah, in my head, I was like, well, I'm not that guy. <laughs> got to make the reference. Um, but, you know, what we're interested in is the person. Yeah. Because the product they've created, they've, whatever that product is, they'd have put a lot of time and effort into it. Like, no matter what that yeah. product is. Or they've, you know, they've they've learned a new skill, they're developing a new skill, or or the, you know, they've got this talent. The least I can do is, or the least me and my team can do, is be respectful to 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 that and have that, you know, conversation and not criticize potentially for being maybe not a polished article that you'd get if you were in a major supermarket. Yeah. You know, you guys are, are just starting up, and yeah. there was there was never any that that thought ever crossed our mind. It was about this is a great product and yeah. it's got a good, it's got a really good story behind yeah. it. Yeah. I suppose, you know, oftentimes I think that's something that, that I would say that I sort of noticed now from again, I guess seven months that we've been doing this. Um, 
what's really done well for us is the fact that Amy and I just we kind of are who we are. Yeah. Which is generally fairly sort of you know I'm going to use a reference that you've never apparently heard about, but fairly just wiggy people. We just kind of you know just <laughs> yeah, weird now. We just we do what we do and and. Uh, there's no false pretenses, and so it's it's very difficult to go into a meeting. Um, again, I, I can't remember. This is sort of a weird tangent. I can't remember what I wore exactly to, to the the day that we sat down with it would you be, guys. It would be weird if I did. But yeah, it would be fairly <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, um, but I I remember saying to Amy, I kind of know along the lines what it was because it's what I always wear: it's walking trousers and a flannel shirt most of the time. And there's a couple of reasons for that. I'll explain it. This is completely, this has nothing to do with anything, but walking trousers are amazing. Right? <laughs> like if I wear them, I can do, I can squat if I need to, like pick something up and I can run away from things if I need to. And you can't do that in jeans always. You can't really squat in them. Okay. Weird. So if we are being chased <clears throat> this evening, I'm in You're trouble. in danger. I'm in trouble. I'm in <laughs> You're going to get caught. I'm too town full yeah. of built on. I'm yeah. not going to be running fast. You're going to be a bit slow anyway. But, but... <laughs> <laughs> interesting little diversion yeah it was yeah, we'll keep that in though yeah uh, yeah we keep everything keep in, that in. <laughs> um, but yeah you know from our point of view I, initially we sat down and there was there's all these thoughts again before the meeting we had not even for a second thought about barcodes and our products right and it's why would we you know yeah like, well, I don't know you know I don't know anything really so <laughs> but we went into the meeting and I remember saying to Emmy let's just they're going to buy from us at the end of the day. Yes, the product is, is good and we trust it and we believe in it and it's got all the credentials it needs to have, but they're going to buy from us. And if, if we're shitty people, it's not going to be a good meeting. And luckily, I think the feedback that I've got from all my friends at least is that Amy and I, just, we aren't shitty people. We're just normal. Yeah. And I think going into meetings like that, just being yourself is really crucial. Just, oh, just being, open, like you said, open, honest, just be who you are. If you want to wear walking trousers, go on, wear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a smart, yeah, it's a smart I'm, move. I'm now an advocate for walking trousers. I've, I've converted <laughs> Amy as well. She, she's like, oh, I need to get more walking trousers. Like, there we go. If yeah. anything happens yeah. in this podcast, I'm going to be in walking trousers. Please. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, you know, the, and again, it's so different and it varies, but, you know, even just to be able to say to you guys, you know, barcodes is a really big thing, you yeah. know, is, a, is a thing for us um you know we we would appreciate if this happens and yeah you know i think Ava, i remember saying to you i was like from from other farm shops as well yeah that's going to be a thing yeah. so it, you know if we can give people any advice you know barcodes might you know might be for us it might be a small thing but for a, a producer it might be you know it's a big thing if it helps get into other farm shops and, and helps grow their product yeah um also speeds up the process of actually getting into that yeah. shop because there's you have to for those that don't know, you have to go on a website and buy barcodes. There's about 114 different kinds. There's GTINs and EANs, and there's all sorts of weird shit. I yeah. don't know what any of that means. You have to pay per barcode and per variation. And there's so looking into that, like I know it's a very specific thing, but if you are producing a product, barcodes are fairly crucial. Yeah. For yeah. us, it's it, you know, um, my, my stock controller will tell me yeah. all the time if I meet with someone, they're like, the first question. Yeah. Does it have barcodes? Yeah. Um, he loves a barcode. And, and, and I almost now have to make a point to yeah. myself going, my stock controller will tell me off. Yeah. And don't say, yeah. is there a barcode on this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that meeting was just, you know, I just want people to feel comfortable coming in and, and, and talking about their product. Yeah. Um, 
or doing that via Sony or however, whatever they yeah. do. But if we can give any advice or, you know, and, and that, I think that was kind of, I don't think we said like, oh, we're going to give you some advice, get some barcodes. I think it yeah. was just quite a thing of, does the product, <laughs> yeah, you, does the product have barcodes? I think, I think you asked, does it have barcodes? <laughs> and we were like, no. And you're like, could it have barcodes? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, yeah, no worries. That's easy to do. And uh, <laughs> we got over, we're like, where do you get barcodes from an online, <laughs> like Google? What is barcode? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just such a simple thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just a. Yeah. I, yeah, I kind of want to take this in a, I don't want to say in a slightly different direction because the idea initially was to, to make this beneficial for, for producers, I suppose, going into retail spaces. But I think there's a lot to learn for, for, for other shop managers and other, other retail locations in terms of how to deal with with new producers because it's very easy to shut someone out isn't it like if if you don't have time to, to <coughs> reply to a message reply to an email or if somebody comes into the shop and they're like hey this is what i do it's very easy to shut people out but i think understanding you know so with, with amy and i we obviously have full-time jobs there's a lot of juggling going on trying to figure out all these things between running a business doing doing a good job at work from six in the morning till three in the day or nine to five for Amy. And then having to worry about barcodes and what trousers am I going to wear to that person <laughs> and stuff. Uh, and so I think, you know, you've made a good point and, and hopefully there's, you know, more than six people that listen this time, <laughs> but hopefully, you know, if, if there are other shop managers and stuff listening, I think be a, a bit more patient almost with, with producers. It, it seems like, um, yeah, yeah. I d I, it was, it, um, it was really eye-opening when we were listening to your podcast and, you know, you guys, I think halfway through were like, we both have full-time jobs. Yeah. And there is a huge amount of respect for any, anyone that has a full-time job and is also starting up a new business or, yeah. or even has a, uh, you know, a semi-successful business. That's, yeah. That's like, um, and I suppose for me that that resonated that resonated you guys are everything yeah marketing uh delivery drivers yeah uh, produ like producing the product everything yeah um so that's where it goes back to that kind of not just a transactional relationship yeah with with suppliers is we want to have that where we go okay look these guys we know they're going to be busy and you know we need to wait and hold back and yeah you know maybe we can't have this and but we can have this and you know in trying to support in in any way we can but um yeah it sort of we know how how hard it is yeah um so we understand that we don't want to give people more of a hard time yeah yeah i think it's it's difficult enough getting a product to market that you can kind of that you're comfortable enough giving to other people uh Amy and I do it every single time. We've got a bunch of samples that are going to some fairly big companies up in London now. And while we were packing today, I, I'm, I do a lot of quality control while I pack. Yeah. Right? A lot. I eat a lot of bulletin. And every time I was like, this is such a good batch. And all of our batches are obviously consistent and the same because we, we've got the same process and the same recipes and stuff. But I had it and I'm like, I'm really happy with this. you know, And it's a good feeling, but as soon as those samples go out tomorrow, I'm shitting it until I get an email back going, Oh wow, that's nice. You know? Um, so yeah, there's, I think, I think that's what we love. That's what I love is it's that passion. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's the bit for me where I'm like that's why I love working with small producers or yeah. local bus- uh, local brands, local businesses. Yeah. I always want to call them brands because that's what they're aiming well, to do. Yeah, is you're aiming to try and build a brand. Yeah. Um, but that's what I love. Like I can talk to, I can talk to you about Bill Tong until yeah. the cows come home. I can talk to Steve at Rome. Once the cows come home, I'm yeah, getting sorry. Home. Sorry, I I realize. Realize. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst one to use. Um, but I can talk to you about Bill Tong. I can talk to Steve from Rugger Coffee yeah. about about his brand. And and I say his brand because all of the products that we sell lo- that locally are amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I can talk about their brand. Yeah, that's Rugger Coffee or Buzz Coffee. Because there's a story behind it at the end of there's the day. There's a story behind everyone, whether that's, you know, um, Hunt Cider or uh, Ashcombe Cider or Crossed Anchors or Powder Keg. Yeah. Um, uh, we've got, you know, I think I've mentioned Buzz Coffee as well. And yeah. There's so yeah, we're going to have her on here, by the way. As she's well. amazing. Yeah, I know. South um, African. Or very like, the worst book. Oh, yeah. yeah. They literally. Um, or like. Even at our taster evenings, we've got like Bar Boys, Exmoor Gin, um, who else? We've got Tickle More Cheese, Sharpen Cheese. Yeah. And you talk to these people and it's about their brand. Like it's, yeah. It's genuinely is phenomenal. I suppose I've kind of gone off here, but it's that passion. Yeah. It's that bit that we love when we're talking to is that we've got someone who is so passionate about their product. Yeah. You know, we had... Um, uh, melting whisk is our thirty under thirty. Yeah. Oh, the um, chocolate. I saw the video yeah, for that. It, it's, it's they are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like art. Yeah. Um, but the bit for me is that their chocolate is incredible. Like yeah. I could eat a lot of that chocolate. But it's when you know that the guy Ash um, started creating them just for his wife over lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, and that's the cool bit that, that, that there's this person who's so passionate about it. Yeah. And you, there's so many times that I could go into Sainsbury's, I can go into Audi, I can go into Morrison's, Waitrose, and I could see a new product <clears throat> and it's got a new sticker next to it. And that's cool. Lovely. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, if you come into Greendale, at some point, you'll not only get to try that new product. Yeah. But you won't just be talking to someone who has been told to come and do a taster. Yeah. Like someone stood there from from someone that works for Sainsbury's yeah. is out demonstrating a new Kellogg's breakfast bar. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, you're talking to the person who has created that yeah. product. Yeah. And that that is amazing. Yeah, I think from our point of view, it, it you know we sell the product at the end of the day. Our, our product sells itself and once people try it they they either like it or they don't most people do um but it's like you said it's really it's really important for us to have that opportunity to, to stand there and talk to a hundred people in one evening and mm. you know they can leave go i still don't like belt on but that's cool people yeah. that's a cool story what they're doing is a cool thing um taste you know, tasters for us like when we have a we, I say it to everyone. I, I, I realized very, very quickly, um, it was kind of, uh, I would say to people, oh, I'll get in touch with you about tasters. Yeah. And then I realized that's insane. Yeah. Um, because I would be, have to email yeah. hundreds of people. So we kind of leave the door open now yeah. and go, look, if you want to come in, come in. Yeah. Just give us, and we always say, give us, you know, 
a week's notice and it's not because we want to know it's because we want to market it as well yeah. like we want to we don't just want someone to turn up and have a not like we don't just want someone to walk in and be like oh cool bar yeah. boys are here today yeah, yeah. we want people we want to be able to go bar boys are here yeah this weekend come check them out yeah um because it, people it's incredible that these small local brands drive the footfall as well yeah so being able to know that people are coming for tasters yeah. means we can we can shout about it, um, and people are really passionate about local products and meeting the the maker or knowing it comes from just down the road. Yeah. So when we have the opportunity to do it, yeah, we want to want to do it well. Yeah, we we found that with a because we've done a couple of tastings with you guys yeah. now and some other places as well. But every time that we've been like, listen, we can literally walk to the farm where our beef comes from. Yeah. If you want. It's going to take us about half an hour, but we can walk there, you know, and people are like, oh, shit, okay, cool. That's, I mean, that, that makes it different, you know, for us. And um, that was part of the reason for, for Amy and I when we started this. There's a lot of decisions to be made, and, and we said it in that first podcast. But realistically, we can get beef in from somewhere in Europe, and it's going to be dirt cheap. And... There's going to be a difference in the the taste of the product. One hundred percent, they will. Um, and there's obviously going to be a massive difference in the quality of the beef that you get. But for us, it's about being able to, you know, I think the word the provenance behind it all. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's the same reason we work with Annie May. You know, yeah, yeah. and being able to go, we make a chili biltong. That's not just any chili. It's her chilies. She she grows it herself, and you know, she makes a sauce, and she doesn't waste anything because we take it. And it's getting to tell that story. Um, and I think that's something that I, I, I would say is really crucial for, for like new producers from my point of view is that, you know, branding is one thing. Having your packaging and your product look cool, brilliant. You need to do that because nobody wants to buy something that looks shit, obviously. But the brand, you know, the, the people behind it and the story behind it. And that's something I think we've only just come to realize is how, how important that brand really is. Um, our branding looks great because Amy's amazing at her job and she's done a really good good job with it. But that's also been a lot of feedback. We had two or three different logos that we took oh, to people cool. and we're like, what do you think? And it was we looked at the pictures two days ago, I think. Of, oh, now she's looking at the t-shirt. Like. Yeah. Well, this is, it's so funny because we had a, Amy and I loved a completely different logo. Just that we were like, this is going to be the one. And we showed it to everyone. They're like, ah, shit. And we're like, what do you mean? It's our favorite one. And we went with the one that people were like saying, oh, this looks really cool. And since we've done it every single time, I pick up one of our bags. I'm like, I'm so glad we did this. It looks wicked. Yeah. You know? So yeah, brand, branding is important. But you can have that. Like we, obviously, you know, again, we do stuff with our own brand products all the time. Built on, yeah. we have loads more. Um, but I'm the first person to turn to my team and say, what is your feedback on this? Yeah. Because, you know, again, it's going back to that thing of one person. I can't ultimately make every single decision and, yeah. and, and you guys can't. And I think, you know, sometimes it's really important that we, again, we are just a farm shop in Devon. You know, it's, we also do exactly what, what, what you do and what other businesses will do is we turn and go, well, what do you think? Yeah. Tell us what, tell us what you think about this yeah. and, and gather multiple people's feedback because it's so important. Yeah. Because ultimately one person is not gonna yeah not always gonna know best exactly yeah that's true 
This is going to be a bit of a segue. It's not going to be smooth at all. It's about walking trousers again. Yeah, if you want to, no, I can right. make it about walking trousers. Right. <laughs> um, one thing that I think a lot of producers are terrified about, and we are still terrified about it, is the invoice. Right? Like <laughs> you, you make a product. Yeah. You invoice someone, and obviously you need to get paid. But because you're not an established brand, you don't want to pester people. You don't want to, you know, you, you don't want to be that barking dog all the time. And maybe you should, I don't know. But what's the best way to handle that? And I understand you guys obviously have an accounts department. You're a big business. But what's the best way to handle that, you know, especially in that initial conversation? Because we know what we can comfortably afford to do. Yeah. And you know, from a business point of view, what your business is able to do. Um what's the best way to handle that situation um do you mean whether to nag or not or do you mean just the just the the very first one well i think what well, with all of them because obviously you need to hopefully there'll be consistency throughout you know if, if yeah. we deliver a product today hopefully if you said you'll pay in 14 days you'll pay in 14 days truth is some people don't some people just completely you know ignore the fact that they said they were going to pay and whatever um but from that initial conversation how do you handle the invoice because it's a um, from a producer standpoint it's a very tough conversation to have again because you've got that almost that desperation of please buy my products because yeah. i need to sell it but you don't want to be like well it's going to cost you this much and i want you to pay me right now because you feel like that yeah, puts people yeah off. of course yeah. um again i can only answer from from my point of view yeah and how we do the process which yeah. i think is a a really good process so i think we emailed we will always email and say can you fill in this form yeah because we want you to fill in this form with all of your details so that we have it because what we don't want to do is get to a point where you're like you, we haven't you haven't paid us and yeah. you know, we have none of your details so we don't yeah. know how to do that so i think we send you when we did the barcodes we were like ah, yes. fill in these barcodes yeah um and then also fill in this form with your bank details and etc where you want the money to go to um and then when you send in your i don't think we asked you you just sent us the first invoice yeah and we look at your terms and we're like oh okay cool and then um normally i'll speak to or one of my team will speak to the accountants let them know and it's done yeah um i think i would i like that process i didn't set up that process that was yeah. that was one of my teams set that up in terms of you know um they were like oh, if we have all the details already it's really easy yeah. So I think that was one of the first things we did before we'd even yeah. before we'd even place the order. We were like, yeah, yeah, fill in this form with the barcode so we can upload it to our system, and also fill in your account details. We yeah. upload that to our system, so it's really really easy. Yeah. Um, and again, it depends. Like I would feel, oh, I don't. If someone sends me a says this hasn't been paid, I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm on it. Like. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Um, we would do exactly the same if it was a customer in our shop. Yeah, exactly, so yeah. um, I think if you're going into a retailer, make sure that they have your account details. Yeah. That's just, a. That, I mean, that's that's probably a very, someone will be reading that game, listen to this game. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's a little thing for us where we'll, the reason why we ask for it isn't to be a pain. It is so we can pay you yeah. as quickly as possible yeah. um, when we receive that invoice. So. Mm. There might be there might be some people who go into a shop and they might not ask for that. Yeah, um, it might be just a. So, so you wouldn't say that it comes across pushy as a 
like if a new producer comes in and goes, listen, these are exactly my terms and I'd like for you to honor it. Because obviously at the end of the day, it's all just words. And I'm asking you to do something and you saying you do it. And hey, I, I would personally, I wouldn't see it as pushy. Yeah. I might have to push back. Yeah. Little, I might have to go, well, do you know what? Actually, I know we do our payment runs on this day. Yeah. So you, you might be slightly out, but what I wouldn't, it's, people's livelihoods yeah at the end of the day yeah, and again with small producers yeah again it goes back to that fundamental of how again it's only my point of view in the business but is how we want to do business yeah is that open and that open conversation yeah. is to go well yeah okay if that's what you want but let me just tell you my side is when i do my payment runs so yeah actually you might be slightly might be slight you know we'll try and get it bang on yeah but this is when we do it and you know i know when you sent your invoice through just a case of we'd already had your details. I think you guys paid us, with, I think it was like four days or something, five days. It was really, really quick. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. you know, I, I, I don't see it as pushy if anyone says to me, you know, in fact, if anything, I'm being really pushy to that person yeah. because I'm emailing them saying, well, before we even place an order, yeah, I need all of your details of the barcodes and I also need your account details. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that because... Yeah, okay, I'm asking for a lot of information to benefit me. Yeah. Those barcodes, the case sizes, the cost prices, etc., yeah. so that I can put those onto my system. But I'm also saying, well, give me your account details because yeah. I want to be able to pay you yeah. for the work that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to efficiency at the end of the day. You've got a fairly big shop to run. And so you know, I don't know how many producers you have, but I'm guessing hundreds. Yeah, I, thousands, yeah. But there's a lot of different products in your store, obviously. So, so I completely understand the, the point of view of the efficiency, and that's something I can definitely, you know, I don't know if you sent, you ever had to send a follow up email about whether we sent the details straight away or not. I feel like we did, but like the barcodes, I know, like we were still googling what is barcodes, <laughs> like when we got that form. So there was a bit of a rush to. to but again, like we when when the reason for wanting those is so accurate with you guys. Yeah. So that we can say we know exactly how many of each product's gone through the till. Yeah. Um ours even, you know, ours messaging Steve Rugger over the weekend saying saying, You saw this many. Like yeah. this this is great, like well done. Yeah. Um and I would hate to be in a position for someone to say to me, Oh, do you know how many we've sold? Yeah. And me kind of have like a wild stab in the dark. Yeah. Um yeah. for a and, you know, you're 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 a producer. You might tell me you don't care, but for me, I, I like having that thought. I think we were WhatsApping. Yeah. And I was like, oh, just to let you know, this is how many you saw when you come and did the tasters. This is how many Greendale ones you've done. This yeah. is how many in your army you've done. I like that. And you might say, stop WhatsApping me. It's really annoying. To be honest, I think from from, from our point of view, it it only makes sense to have it. And I think I can't remember if we did ask for it, but I I think we did say because your first order was quite big. Um, a lot bigger than what we thought it was going to be. If I'm honest, like you know, genuinely, that a couple of minutes that we sat in the car afterwards, we're like, "How are we going to do this?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like that instant panic, you know. And I think that's, I suppose, that's normal because it was our first sort of big, yeah, yeah. you know, big order that we got. But it wouldn't make sense for us. And I think that's something that I would say makes a lot of sense for for other producers to implement is, you know, go into those meetings and go if you could update me on a weekly basis depending on what you sell if you sell a product that you know is only going to sell 
maybe a couple a week or whatever, like big ticket items, maybe you don't need an update every other day. But mm. if you've got like fast moving consumer goods or whatever it is, ask for updates because at the end of the day, it makes it easy for us now to plan and go, cool, Greendale's only got, you know, 30 bags left. It's going to last them two weeks. It takes us a week to make another batch. Yeah. And then we can start having that conversation with you again going, I think you'll probably run out soon. Do you want us to get started on something new? And so I think it, it makes complete sense for us to, from a producer's point of view, to know exactly what's going on. But I think also, again, who am I to give advice to other retailers, right? But but there's a lot of lessons to be learned here in terms of how to deal with producers, I think. In terms of, one, be honest. If you aren't going to be able to pay them when they expect to be paid, because I think our invoices say cash on delivery. Again, that's easy enough to do if you're selling to directly to a consumer. Mm. If you're selling to a, a big business that's got an accounts department and there's pay runs and that kind of stuff, it's not going to work that way and you have to kind of accept it. But I think, you know, from a, from a retailer's point of view, it's very important. And that's one thing that we really appreciate it with you guys. And one thing that we've seen lacking in a lot of other places, I think is we've not been able to, and maybe it's our fault. It probably is, but we've not had that honest conversation and gone, just so you know, we prefer cash on delivery. And then there's that conversation. Well, it's just kind of been left because we're like, well, oh, it says it on the invoice. Someone's going to yeah. read it and hopefully they, they follow it. But again, it. it goes back to that thing of the, I remember Amy saying like, we're not ready or yeah. like maybe not having that confidence to, yeah. to do that. Um, because, you know, if you were a multi-million pound business going to a new retailer, you would probably have that conversation because you yeah. think, oh, I've got this weight of this product behind me but yeah. you've just produced your product you're kind of going well i want to i want to get this person on side yeah i don't want to say something that's not going to get them yeah, on side exactly. but but again i think it's really important that that you you know you're saying like this is how we work yeah um and this is how we, we want to because of x y and z yeah um and you know i think most retailers would would really understand that certainly you know um we did and i know i, know I the other shops that would as well yeah yeah i think that that's really one of the sort of the difficult things for us was to you know after the barcodes obviously was to figure out how to sort of approach that conversation and um but there's there's been so many lessons that we've learned from it's weird you know when, when i say that you guys spoiled farm shops for us we look at that experience and that exchange that we've had with you and we almost go out now expecting that but not not like oh we hope that they're the same we like push people to try and be the same way because it's it seems convenient for both parties right it's convenient for us to, to be upfront and know that all these things are going to happen in a certain way but it's also it's convenient for a retailer having our, our details on file and, and not yeah. having to be constantly nagged you know on email by me going it's been about three weeks now if you could pay me the hundred quid that you owe me. It's not like all the money in the world kind of thing. So yeah, there's definitely there's definitely been some valuable lessons. I think this has been a, a really good conversation. Hopefully there's some some key points that come out that came out of it, you know, for, for people listening. Um th there's so much that goes into retail, isn't there, in general. And so I think a lot of times you're probably just gonna have to bump your head as well. And hopefully hopefully you're lucky enough to find, you know, not everyone that listens will be in Devon or in the UK or whatever. And so there's going to be some 
vastly different experiences. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be lots, but I think fundamentally, with especially with farm shop and local producer, there there's people. Yeah, like you know, like you were saying at the start, we're going to buy from you and Amy. Yeah, not you know your product's great. Um, can't say that enough. Yeah, your product's great. Um, <laughs> but we're going to buy from you and Amy, yeah. and there'll be people up and down the country with skills or um, different um, different skills, different challenges, yeah. um, different le- uh, things that they want to learn or things that they could improve on. And I think one of the things was about, fundamentally, about building that relationship and not yeah. just seeing it as a transactional relationship. Yeah. Um, because like you were saying, it's good for both parties from a barcode point of view or from an accounts point of view. Yeah. But also... There are skills that we've been able to share with you. Come in and do an evening with our butcher. Yeah, learning, that, oh, like, that was like learning how to yeah. cut meat. Yeah. But also, there's been stuff that you guys have um, maybe in a not not inadvertently not gone out and said, "I'm going to teach you a lesson." Yeah. Um, but certainly, you know, um, from when you were coming in, and that was kind of one of my. I'd only been, I hadn't even been there a year, I think, at yeah. Greenbell when you came in. And it was kind of that first thing for me where I was I was learning from you guys in terms of, oh, okay, I haven't set up an own brand with somebody before. Yeah. How's that going to work for you? Yeah. Where's this going? So it kind of is great to remove that kind of transactional thing. And I'm only again, you know, I imagine it's harder. Well, I know it's harder at a bigger business. Yeah. But with a smaller business, it's, when you remove that just oh this is just going to be transactional yeah there are things you can do to benefit like to benefit each other you yeah. know i was listening to your podcast and you know amy saying about the the negative feedback yeah is then i do i you know look at myself and go do i do that all the time yeah. because maybe i don't do i you know do i go back to people and say this is kind of the the learns yeah. i like to think i do but i really want to make sure i do that yeah especially yeah. for smaller local producers yeah yeah i think you know it's 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 always tough getting a it's always tough getting a no isn't it but if you understand if if there's a reason why then you know from a from a producer standpoint it it should be a good thing right unless somebody comes to you and goes oh your product shit because you're shit and it's shit you know maybe don't take that too seriously but if they go we had someone recently, a South African guy, so obviously the weight of what you said to us means a lot because yeah. he knows biltong. And he's like, I love the biltong, but it tastes to me like there's a, too much like black pepper in there. I was like, hmm, okay. I'm going to look at our recipes and see maybe there is a bit too much in there. You know, and I, I think it's important for, for producers to, to accept feedback. It's not all going to be great. Mm. It's not all going to be bad. Hopefully it's 50. Hopefully it's more good than bad, obviously, but but be okay with negative feedback. Mm. I think it's it's not. I don't think it's it's never meant personally. Obviously, and if it is, don't take it personally. Yeah. Whatever. Well, um, you'd ho- you'd hope that the you know I like to think that that anyone would give constructive feedback rather yeah. than just I'm going to attack that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and it was like I was saying, we kind of you know we want to have that open chat around maybe it's not the right time or yeah. you know at a later stage we can yeah. look at this but 
you know one of the one of the things that certainly from a from a farm shop perspective that we're passionate about is that when we do find the right time we make it so that it's a a long-lasting relationship rather than just something that's okay cool we're just going to buy from you yeah and then we're going to sell it and then we're going to buy to you actually the kind of bits that are most interesting and the bits in between yeah you know whether that's a taster evening or um whether that is a collaboration or whether that is an event or something Mm. they're kind of the most interesting bits and they're what make the buying from you and us selling it yeah kind of more interesting is these bits in between where you can see the impact that uh, whether that's the marketing or whether that's kind of the collaborations or whatever it is yeah that's the interesting bit to yeah, well, it's trying different things, isn't it? Because, oh, yeah. because our product does great at tasters because people get to try it. If, I mean, if you walk past Bolton and you don't know what it is, you're not going to buy it. But if you walk past and I'm standing there with some Bolton on my hand going, come on, let's put it in your mouth, there's a chance that you might like it and actually buy the product. So, But I think definitely there's that trial and error. We might not do well at a different kind of event mm. you know, where we just talk about our product, but if we have the chance to give it to someone, um i you know nine times out of oh, ten yeah. people are going to like it you know so i think yeah, that's another really crucial point i think for, for retailers big or small uh do those events even if you're a small oh, farm yeah. shop like it's nice like for, for us as a as a retailer it's nice uh, as a as a producer sorry it's it's nice getting an email going hey we'd love to have you around for three hours on a saturday just come and hand out some samples mm-hmm. you know and, and if you can afford to do so, go and do yeah, it. Because just... at the end of the day, you're building your brand and and your product. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. And it's good for the it's good for the farm shop as well. Yeah. You know, it works for us in terms of you know your brand is driving footfall into the shop. Yeah. Um, which is you know it's so important. Definitely. Right. So, I think to finish with, I'm gonna put you on the spot a bit, I guess. But Yay. yeah, <laughs> fun. <laughs> um, just just like summarize from your point of view, like if. If I'm a new producer and you okay. didn't know me, what are the crucial points like from coming in to okay. to building that relationship? What are the crucial things that you would say? So they've got to be wearing walking trousers. Definitely walk. Okay. <laughs> no, actually. Fall Raven, if you guys could sponsor this. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is all about. Right? I love the way you've just sidetracked green yeah. down there. You were like, Fall Raven. <laughs> yeah, if you can sponsor trousers, it's um, expensive for me. What, what do I want? What do I want from <laughs> it? Uh, do you know what? However they get in contact, yeah. I just want them to get in contact. Yeah. Because um, sometimes I would have never heard about Inyama. Yeah. I would have never heard about it. Had you, you know, Yes, Sam mentioned it to me. Um, but sometimes it's busy. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I'm, maybe that's at the back of my mind. Um, but you guys getting in contact started that. So however get in contact, get in contact. Don't yeah. be, please don't be afraid to do so. Yeah. Um, no one is... I don't think I'm not, and neither of my team are going to be rude. Yeah, we're gonna we'll speak to you. I'm sorry to interject here, but but I think this is something that Amy said as well. Even if you don't feel like you're ready, go and have that conversation because yeah. if you aren't ready, that retailer will hopefully tell you you're not. Well, but, and like then barcodes, like I keep going on about barcodes as an example. Like, yeah, you know, we can give that nudge, and yeah, it yeah. might slow down the process by a few days or a week, but not having that conversation yeah. will slow it down by three, four months. Ultimately, it gets you to the point of exactly. being ready. Exactly. So, so I'd say yeah. definitely get in contact. Um, just be open and be honest about what you want, yeah. what the product is, what it's about. Share your story. 
that's super important to me um, in terms of who we're working with because it's an opportunity for us to use it for marketing. Yeah. It's an opportunity to get to know you better um, and, and, and understand the, the foundation on which your product is based on. Yeah. Um, that ridiculously important. Um, and um, what have I said? Get in contact. Get in contact. Uh, be open and honest about your product, yeah. the story, um, and I think I'd probably have faith in your product. Yeah. Like, and know that we're not there to kind of critique and make your product perfect. Yeah. We'll do that. But we're, you know, we're going to be honest about whether it's going to work or not. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's the bit. It's just, when I think about all the conversations I have, the the most important bit was them getting in touch. Yeah. Whether that's Inyama or um, Steve from Rugger who just sent me a LinkedIn message like, hey, I've yeah. been given your name. Yeah. Can I have a chat? Yeah. I've um, done that a few times and like, it works, to be honest. Like, people, LinkedIn's a weird one, isn't it? Like, yeah. pe- people seem like more okay to, to like people that would generally write. So I've been, I've been like messaging a lot of rugby players, like, you know, people that generally would never talk to me because I'm just a random person, but you yeah. send them a message on LinkedIn and somehow it feels a bit more professional. And they're yeah. like, Oh, Hey man, good to hear from you. I'm like, Oh shit, man. That's cool. <laughs> it's kind of, so LinkedIn's LinkedIn's an important one. Yeah. But this is kind of the worst summary ever, but I suppose that the, 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 the bit for me was that, those people got in contact yeah and and they they all they all um they kind of all went different ways whether that was that we picked up the product or that we said okay you know what now isn't the right time but kind of yeah. can we revisit this yeah. um or it was okay cool but we also so you know we might take a product on straight away uh hope for paints we were like now's not the right time yeah. you guys we were saying well actually we want to be involved in your proposition yeah so we need you to go away and have a have a think about yeah. that um with steve from rugger it was kind of okay well if we're going to do this we want to tie it in with some other stuff that we're doing um yeah. that we've done with the chiefs yeah. so can we involve you in that and they all went in different directions but none of them would have happened well not I'm not saying none of them would have happened but it would have taken longer for it to happen um because maybe we maybe we don't speak to you until like after Christmas yeah. because we hear about it and then it gets bigger and you get into a, a different farm shop and then we pick it up or, you know, Steve from Rugger doesn't send that message. Yeah. So then we can't do some of the collaborations that we're doing with extra cheeks. Like yeah. It, it, yeah. That, that initial contact is so important. And then I think going from there, it's, what you want to get out of the conversation. I, I think you guys actually asked us, and I, I didn't mention it earlier, but I think you guys said, is there anything you need from us? Yeah. And that's kind of maybe how the barcode conversation yeah. came up or, or maybe how various different ch- chats happened. But fundamentally it wouldn't have happened without a conversation. Yeah. And if we just look at, like if we just look at local farm shops, the beauty of it is those conversations can happen. Yeah. fundamentally they are harder at bigger businesses yeah. because there are levels to go through or yeah. there is a certain protocol or there are whatever contracts etc yeah. with, with different brands but with a with us and with many other farm shops yeah. it, it's a conversation and that is 
amazing because I get more from a face-to-face conversation than I do via an Instagram message. One of the first things I'll do if someone gets in touch is, yeah, when are you free for a coffee? Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose I suppose we've been talking, you know, a lot. I don't even know how long we've been talking for, but it's felt not long at all. Um, but we'll see when we start. <laughs> when you edit it and you're like, this is way too long. Three hours. Um, but we am talking lows, and every time we've gone, I have gone back to getting in touch. Yeah. So I could probably give loads of different advice, but a lot of it will be different depending on where you're listening. Where your business is at, yeah. who your local, who your local uh, retailers are, or who yeah. your local suppliers, or who your market is, and none of it matters if you don't get in touch. Yeah, but fundamentally, yeah. some yeah. of the most amazing local businesses we work with are because they dropped us a message. Yeah, um, or you know, yeah, we met them at Source Trade Show or, or what have yeah. you. Um, so I suppose, I suppose rather than get in touch, just have a conversation. Yeah, be brave enough to have that. No yeah. one is going to be um no one is going to be horrible or vicious or yeah. you know purposely try and make you feel bad about your product yeah um but have that conversation i suppose yeah i th- i mean i think that's that's fairly sound advice you know from a from a producer's point of view the the only things that i think that i've noticed that are probably really important is is like you said don't be afraid to reach out because we very nearly didn't you know and and but luckily, at some point, we were like, okay, we'll just do it. Worst case, we don't get an email back. So, you know, it's, it's definitely don't be afraid to reach out. If you've got faith in your product, you know, it, it doesn't really matter that much. Like, if you if if you believe in what you do and the story behind it is good, chances the, the are someone's, someone's going to want it. You yeah. Know? It's that simple. But the rest the rest can come. Like Like you were saying is you've got expertise you know amy is, is, is your marketing is awesome and, and yeah. you know there is a reel where a man dances who let the dogs out which is if it's not your most popular reel i don't know why we'll share uh, we'll share that one <laughs> share that one along with this yeah. um do you know oh, i told you one of my one of my friends from work bought me the uh who let the dogs out yeah. might be the greatest joke everyone's ever done yeah. um um but the rest will come so yeah. your amy's skills are in 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 marketing you make the built on Actually, why should you know about barcodes? Yeah. Real, realistically, yeah. why? Yeah, don't be afraid but to learn. The conversation, yeah. other stuff happens. And that's the, the the bit, like, you know, without that, nothing would have moved forward. Yeah. So we can we can pass on our knowledge yeah. to the to the producer, but also the producer can pass their knowledge on to onto yeah. us as well. So um you know the, the, that from that conversation things happen yeah yeah i think that the only other thing really that that's always stood out for me is like feedback might seem negative somebody might go actually your product's not going to be a good fit for us you can't always see things as negative mm. feedback look at it and and if you know if, you, if you're lucky enough to deal with a shop that goes this is why it's not going to work then cool you've got it if they don't say to you why ask them why just yeah. be like hey not being a dick or anything just want to know what's going on well, i think you want to you know as a producer you want to improve your product uh, yeah, um, yeah. but also as a retailer um we're also looking for feedback yeah we, we want people to go okay this wasn't great yeah or, or this didn't work or i would do this differently next time yeah um because 
we're doing it for ourselves on, on anything we do, yeah. whether that is an event or whether that is Christmas or whatever, yeah. whatever we are constantly trying to look to improve. Um, so we also, again, it's that removing that transactional relationship. I don't want you to think, I can't tell them that they yeah. know very well, or I can't offer my input in there because what if they get, what if they get annoyed? Yeah. We don't want that. We want yeah. it to be able to go, oh, do you know what? It might be as simple as, you know what, next time when we do the when we do the tasters, we don't want to be here. Yeah. Kind of, this was the it's wrong, as simple as like that, simple yeah. as that, this was the wrong place for us. Or that it could be much, much bigger. Okay, this isn't working for us. Yeah. Or this is, this. can we talk about this changing? Or, you know, whether that's with our own brand products or with various different stuff is, yeah. you know, the beauty of of the relationship that, I think we've built with you and that we, we want to build with other people is that we can do that. Yeah. I would, and I find that way more beneficial Yeah, than if it was a simple transaction and someone going, well, I'm not going to tell them. I'm just not going to do that again. Yeah. I would hate for a brand, you know, do taster evenings. I'd hate for a brand to think I'm just not going again. Yeah. I'd want them to be able to go. This put, didn't put me work. somewhere else. This didn't it? work. Yeah. Like, can we can we talk about this? And we might go. Well, actually, you know, we've got forty brands. We've got to try and yeah. we can't make you. Know. But we can have a conversation about it, and we're open about it, and that's kind of the, the benefit, I suppose, of local supporting local is yeah. that you know, in theory, this has happened. You know, you'd have said in October. Where do you think the yeah. relationship within Yarmouth had have been? In my wildest dreams, I wouldn't have said we'd have done our own product. Yeah, you guys would have come to taster evenings. Um, you guys would have been, you know, behind the counter doing yeah, the butchery, work, yeah. the butchery work, and then I would have, you know, driven here. Yeah, to do a podcast like yeah. that's that's amazing and a, and a real benefit of local business supporting yeah. local business. Um, that sounds very cheesy. It, well, but I it's do true. like that a lot. Yeah, it's true. I think. I mean, you got to start local, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot to digest. I've got no idea how long this has been. It's red to think how much editing you've got to do. Yeah, a fair amount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. When, when I when I listen to this back, and it's like, wow, eight minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's longer. <laughs> there for a good hour and a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. surely. But no, I, I genuinely hope I appreciate you taking the time oh, um, because, you know, as I said in the beginning, there was a lot of stuff for us to figure out and and I'd hate for someone else to go into that, not having this resource available, you know, not being able to listen to this and go, ah, okay, I was potentially going to make that mistake, but mm. now I don't have to. So thank you for your time. Um, thank you for the beers. That was You're welcome. Very nice. Um, yeah. Thank you for the build time. That's, that's what we do. I genuinely can I think it's really lovely that you've set this up and um you know I hope uh, maybe not this podcast but there'll be other podcasts where people will take advice from maybe not from me um but um you know I I think it's great what you guys are trying to do yeah, genuinely and we and I we love being involved in it so yeah it's awesome. I do well let's uh let's go downstairs and drink some more beers yeah yeah uh Buy some walking trousers. Whoever's, <laughs> yeah, for it, for it. I'm going to get some. I'm going to get. You know what? <laughs> don't have to jump thing. in on the Fall Raven's pretty expensive. You don't have to just jump in there. I'm, oh, no, I won't be doing that. 
Carrymores might be good. Carrymore. I'll just go straight for a nice Carrymore. 70 quid, but they're durable. Still do squats, still run. It's brilliant. I've seen you talk about passionately about Biltong. No, you're on another level about walking trees. I think if Biltong doesn't work, like, for us, <laughs> I think I know where I'm going next. You're going to go walking trees? I'm going to, I'm going to start working on that. Yeah? I mean, I'm in. <laughs> cool, man. Don't tell Amy. We'll just sack this off and we'll yeah. go and do uh, walking walking trails. <laughs> Love it. Please edit this out. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Man. Right. Appreciate it. Thanks. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Hopefully, both of them recorded. Yeah, it is.